0: what's up eco-hackers uh this is the c.s joseph podcast i'm your host c.s joseph and this is season 31 episode seven and a half or is it episode eight and a half actually i think it's actually maybe episode eight and a half but having a hard time keeping track of <laughs> these episode numbers sometimes it's just so much content to go through uh So this particular episode is in response to some comments that I got uh, in the uh, who should women submit to episode. And I felt it necessary to highlight these specific, or this specific comment, because I think it really uh, exposes an irrational fear uh, that a lot of women have And it's not necessarily because the mature feminine isn't around uh, to teach them how to deal with this fear. It's more so that the mature masculine isn't around to set the environment properly with men in uh, their life so that they can know for a fact that they don't have this uh, or have to deal with this irrational fear. So, and that's effectively what I'm gonna be talking about tonight. Um, But first things first, I would like to dedicate this specific episode to my little girl, uh, my seven-year-old, who I love very dearly. Um, She's so cute, and she's so sweet, and she likes to uh, send me unicorn emoji bombs, uh, which is (laughs) very awesome uh, to have that opportunity from my little girl. Uh, And I do love her dearly. And I often think about her future as a father and what kind of world that she has inherited. I don't want her to have an OnlyFans profile. I don't want her to be on a stripper pole. I don't want her to be selling her body uh, for money. Uh, I I don't want her to ever have an abortion and essentially kill my grandchild. Uh, or any grandchildren thereof. I don't want her to end up uh, committed to a low value man. I don't want her to be a doormat, uh, treated like uh, a doormat by a low value man or any man for that matter. I don't want her sexually assaulted. I don't want her to be a slave to the world system. I don't want her to be so stressed out about money and acquiring money because you can't survive without money, apparently. And that's how everything is set up. That's why, you know, they can violate your bodily autonomy, uh, you know, because, you know, they take away your ability to buy or sell or have a job or do any of those things, which we are all very dependent upon society for our own livelihood, then society has the power to take away our bodily autonomy and ultimately take away our most precious uh, human right basically it's no different than you know a face hugger from a alien you know attaching itself to your face and plunging an egg down your throat which is basically a form of alien rape well i maintain it's no different than sexual assault except on anyone because my body my choice right but You know, we can't can't really have or accept that level of hypocrisy uh, on these things. So, which is pretty pretty lame if you think about it. So, yeah, uh, I I am constantly thinking about my little girl's future in this society. And as a father, I will admit that uh, I am oftentimes very afraid for her and very worried about her. And I'm also worried that there won't be other women uh, there for her, uh, you know, matrons to help lead her, etc. And uh, that when it comes down to it, that men would ultimately seek to use her uh, for their own gain instead of understanding what she really is. And what she really is is treasure. It is written. Where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. I'd like to remind the audience that there is one thing that you can take with you when you die, and that is the relationships that you have with other people. It is also written, store for yourself treasures in heaven. What that really means is is that treasures in heaven is not necessarily gold or jewels or property or, or anything like that at all treasures in heaven is all about people it's all about people it's all about your relationships with other people people are the treasure and quite honestly that's a fact especially when you watch generation wealth and you hear you see florian Hom a man who has a half a billion dollars taking 300 to 500 phone calls a day and he tells you his greatest regret in life is the fact that it took him a long time to realize that you can't buy a smile on your daughter's face. And that hit me really hard because, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about my little girl recently and the kind of woman that she's going to be growing up to and this kind of culture. It's so interesting to me because a lot of the people in this audience Uh, A lot of people not even in the audience, they like to say that I'm just some misogynistic, sexist prick who doesn't care and just wants to use women and force women to, you know, only be birth mothers and that's all they do in their whole life, which isn't true. I'm not here to take away women's choice away. Women can go have their career. They don't have to be mothers. They don't have to do anything they don't want to do. Same for men. They don't have to do anything they don't want to do. I'm not here to take away anyone's choice. But what I am here to do is be a father. And that means that as a father, I'm going to tell people that, hey, these are going to be the consequences of your choice. If you go make yourself a high value man or woman, great here's the consequences of those choices if you're going to be low value here's the consequences of your choice if you're going to be a career man here's the consequence of your choice if you're going to be a career woman here's the consequence of your choice if you're not going to be a career woman here's the consequence if you're not going to be a career man here's the consequence that's the point that's my purpose here everyone thinks that i'm just some <laughs> asshole and uh, that, that's fine you can think that but i'm sure everyone is called their father an asshole at some point in time in their life when their father is just telling them straight up hey this is what's going to happen if you make that bad decision because like I said fathers exist to provide criticism above all criticism for the children mothers are very caring and nurturing and they are there to enable children but fathers are there to criticize and to sharpen their children to make their children better and that's a fact and a lot of people don't really understand the, that simplicity and they don't appreciate it either. And that's one of the worst things about a world is they don't appreciate it. I've met many people out there who've either never known their father or their father left, their father's absent from their life and they just wish that they knew their dad and they knew that if their dad, like what their dad would say, and how they could have potentially been a better person if they had their dad in their face, telling them the consequences of their actions before they made those decisions. And folks, I'm no different. This this is ultimately my purpose. My purpose is to turn the hearts of fathers to their sons and turn the hearts of sons to their fathers because I see the great disaster that is on the precipice and the disaster has started It's ongoing right now. We've reached our peak of society and now we are falling. We are in in collapse right now. And pretty soon we're going to take the land with us. And I am trying desperately to avoid the decree of utter destruction upon the land, upon the world. If we don't change our ways It is really important that we repent as a society so that our children and our children's children can actually have a future. Because right now I am concerned about whether or not even my daughter has a future right now. (laughs) It's so interesting because like, I'm kind of like being weird right now. I'm literally sitting down in a street right now to be alone to record this as I ponder these crazy things of life all the while I have hundreds if not thousands of people telling me how much of a piece of crap a person I am well it comes with the territory it comes with the territory of telling the truth it comes with the territory of saying the same things that your daddy may say to you or his daddy would have said to him and so on and so forth we like to think of our progressive culture, our progressive society as the pentai ultimate or as something that's evolved or something that's enlightened or something that's of a higher power the reality of the situation is is that the society is corrupt and it's lost all morals, all ethics all rationale all logic I mean they can't even they can't even keep anything straight anymore. You know, the same principle by which they they claim that abortion is okay, you know, bodily autonomy, they're attacking that same bodily autonomy in other ways right now. The hypocrisy of the corruption and the decadence of the West and ultimately the East and the Middle East or the entire world as we know it is atrocious. And unless we all of us, men and women, are willing to assert our personal sovereignty in such a way, so that we can actually have a future, and our children can have a future where their bodily autonomy is not going to be—it's um, not going to be uh, removed or taken away. I, I just—I just sincerely hope that we can have that future. And I'm very confident we can have that future. Otherwise I wouldn't be putting the effort to make this video right now. So this leads up to a question that I was asked. A woman who watched the last uh, lecture involving, uh, you know, who women should submit to. She's like, hey, I know a lot of humble woman, women out there and they're really awesome. I'd like to continue to humble myself and really have this awesome beauty, uh, you know, that as a result of uh, being a humble woman, but what what happens, what happens uh, to those of us who are being humble? Does that make us doormats? What do we do if we're being treated like a doormat? How do we prevent that? What do we do? And this is a great question. Most people in the YouTube comments or the podcast comments or the comments on the social media, most of the people, what they like to do is just make statements and judgments. But this one person, one of the very few, decided to ask a question, which is awesome. So I will answer the question. A high value man will not treat you like a doormat. And that's a fact, it is written husbands love your wives as christ loved the church he who gave himself up for her don't forget as part of the burden of male performance men are still expected to die for their wives and their families they are expected to give up their life and men out there as the expendable disposable sex uh, absolutely would lay down their lives for their families without question absolutely without question You will find no such expectation on women at all. Many women would claim that, but a woman's prerogative biologically is survival above all. This is why they can easily detach themselves emotionally from men in times of war or in any situation basically and move on to the next man a lot more, a lot easier. It's a lot easier for them than it is for men to do so. Men, it could take years after the loss of a lover or a spouse, for example. But that's the main difference. Men are expected to die for their wife, for their children, for their family, and they'd be happy to do so when it comes down to it. Now, there are a few men out there who don't, but those aren't men; those are manchildren. There's, uh, and honestly, even the beta men out there, I would suspect, would still, especially beta men, lay down their life for their beloved, because it is written. There's no greater love than when a man places, lays down his life for his beloved. This is why women are expected to be respectful to men because of the cost of their male burden of performance. The cost of being in a state of continuous improvement is ultimately their life where there is no such expectation of women. And this is why submission respect uh, humility is so integral to a woman's beauty does that carry a risk of being a doormat not really a lot of people disagree with me on that but no not really because if the mature feminine is around to teach women how who they submit to right and and who is a high value man and how do you figure out who a high value man is, well, then it's pretty easy for them, right? They would know, but that's the problem. We don't really have the mature feminine anymore. We don't have the mature feminine because we don't have the mature masculine. And until the mature masculine returns, the mature feminine will not return. There's no point for the mature feminine to return because women have to survive. And when there is a lack and that solipsistic survival instinct that keeps the race going and without the mature masculine present, why should the women have anything to do with the mature feminine if the men have already shirked the mature masculine? Sometimes even you know, women contribute to that. Uh, I would say now actually most of the time, but it wasn't always that way. But the difference is, is that the mature feminine is not going to be around. So I will do my best right now to describe what a high value man looks like, what the f- mature feminine should be teaching women About men, so that they can hold men to these standards, so that they know who they can safely submit to. Because, as I said, these high value men will love their wives as Christ loved the church, he who gave himself up for her. They will subscribe to no greater love and be willing to give up his life for you the high value woman the humble woman so there's there is a couple of there's a couple of qualities or attributes to look for the first is the most important one and that's a man's ability to change his circumstances on a whim at any time at any moment he could literally change his entire life circumstances on a whim that means he could spontaneously decide like oh i'm just going to go to miami or oh we're going to move over here or, oh, we're gonna go over there, or I'm gonna go over here, or I'm leaving, or I'm back, or I'm gonna go get myself a sandwich. I'm gonna go to the movies today." Just on a whim, he can make a decision and change his life circumstances, and there is absolutely nothing anyone can do to stop him. That is the first mark of a high value man. The second one is, does he put himself above others? That is self above tribe. That is the other aspect. He, he doesn't orbit anyone. Everyone orbits around him, basically. His life, you as a woman would be in his life, not him being in your life. And I would especially hope that my daughter is with a high value man who does this. And she doesn't expect, especially since she's ENFP, expect him to be in her life, but the other way around. She doesn't have those uh, feminist expectations. So, and then uh, by putting himself above tribe, that's the second quality. Third quality would be like something like, does he take care of himself? Can he take care of himself? That's really important. Uh, Another one is, is he 100% self-sufficient? Even if society collapses, will him and his family be okay no matter what? Does he have the skills? Does he have the strength? Does he have the resources? If society collapses, that he's all right. That is important. That is very key. A lot of people don't understand that as well. But that's also a huge difference between a high value man and a man who is not so high value. So let's see what else was there. 100% Um, 100% self-sufficient, uh, takes care of himself, ability to change his circumstances. Um, oh, uh, when it comes to women, the high-value man never chases women ever. Uh, and if they upset him, he will replace them. But he doesn't chase after women; they ultimately chase him. That's another. That's that's how you know you got a really really good one on your hands. So these are just some basic. Principles, or features or qualities or attributes of a high-value man that the mature feminine should be teaching young girls or women in general to seek out and to prepare themselves for those high-value men. And the mature feminine would also be teaching young girls how to be a high-value woman. And like I said, you know, the highest-value women is that really sexy uh humble woman and the highest highest of the highest value woman sexy and humble mixed with the fact that she's also a virgin you know and that woman is so incredibly rare especially in uh, western society so incredibly rare i guarantee you any man would lay down his life for such a woman i guarantee you any man would never treat her like a doormat. I tell you the truth. All men, if that woman was his woman, would treat her like a treasure, an absolute treasure. The kind of treasure that you'd find in the kingdom of heaven, for example, treasure. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And his heart would be with you, his treasure. I treasure my wife I treasure my wife dearly she is my treasure and I've had to <laughs> refine her you know oftentimes people are like you know oh you know you must be really you know really abusive to your wife or whatever and I'm like no I'm refining her and she's become a much better woman her father was not exactly the most capable father in her life and oftentimes, you know, it's really ridiculous that me as her husband would have to take on the role of father in her life and complete that fatherhood process and make it very known what I expect from her as a woman. But unlike the other women in my life, she delivered. She delivered and is delivering on a daily basis. There is no, I've arrived. There is no, there is none of that. And that's true of both genders. Don't forget, men are born without value, which is why they have to prove their masculinity by creating value their whole life. Women are born with value right off the bat. That's why they're so valuable biologically and in so many other other ways. Remember the model of 100 men and one woman could not repopulate the earth, but one man and 100 women could. They could repopulate the earth. Well. That makes women more important, ultimately. And, you know, uh, biblically, they are the apex of creation because women were the final thing that was created. And that's why they are the most beautiful. The best was saved for last. And that's a fact. They are the best. They are the best thing in creation. Uh, So, based on that, they are treasure. They are treasured. And if you, as a high value woman, you will always be treasured. You would never be a doormat, never. Not to the high value man. The high value man doesn't do this. A lot of people think that the alpha man is the high value man. No, he's not. That's actually a lie. And I completely disagree with that. beta men they're lower value men at least in terms of sexuality in terms of women but in the long run they get their day in court because in the long run women will want security over you know uh, uh, quality of, uh, <laughs> of fitness or seed or you know them being alphas etc they'll want the beta provisioning in the long run um but not in their earliest fertile years but with that being said um Alpha still not good enough. Alpha, an alpha man, may actually treat a high-value woman like a man. It could happen. But what the mature masculine's job was supposed to do, when it exists, if it exists, what it's supposed to do is create the ideal man. We talked about the ideal woman earlier a few minutes ago. Let's talk about the, what the ideal man looks like. The ideal man, which is now less than 1% of the population, Of the planet, I would say it's probably less than half a percent, uh, or even even rarer than that. It's a man who can provide that alpha seed and beta need simultaneously uh, to a woman to satisfy her hypergamy simultaneously. The thing is, is that most women don't believe that this man exists, and as a result of that lack of belief, they think he's fake and he's just faking it. So then they end up ruining their own relationship and then moving on if a man undergoes the rite of passage in his life in some capacity like i had to when i was 26 27 and homeless on the street um living out of my car for example trying to get a job desperately for the third time in my life homelessness uh at that moment i had my rite of passage and i realized that society wasn't going to be there for me anymore it was really just going to be just me and it always will be just me this is why I have personal sovereignty because I know no one will be there for me. It's only me. And when a man has that realization, he he he's able to have learned behavior that will take him out of his beta male thinking and move him towards his alpha male thinking. And he'll need to hold on to that as the center. Well, the thing is is that oftentimes alpha men become more beta in their life as we talked about psychologically and then beta men become more alpha in their life as well and the end result ultimately is a balance a balance between nature and nurture so whatever they're naturally inclined to they're either naturally inclined to alpha traits or they're naturally inclined to beta traits Like an ESTP man who becomes more INFJ as he gets older because of his subconscious, while he is the most masculine of all the types, he kind of ends pretty beta towards the end of his life. And it's because he's becoming more balanced. It's because he's becoming closer to the ideal man, the one who can provide both, the alpha fitness, the alpha dominance, the alpha seed combined with the beta provisioning, the beta parental investment, etcetera, the beta security all at once. And if the mature masculine exists, then the ideal man, all men could turn into the ideal man. And if all men suffer that rite of passage, all men can become that ideal man that you're looking for, that high value man that you women, that you my daughter are looking for or will be looking for in the future and this is why i highly highly recommend you ladies out there go out of your way to save yourself for such men save yourself self for these and go out of your way to prepare yourself for that eventuality but you don't have to if you want us to be a career woman if you don't want to have a child that's fine just realize that While you may think that now as a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old right now, you may change your mind as women do. Women change their minds. This is why you can't take a woman at her word. You can only judge her by her actions because women are cyclical. Even their menstruation cycle proves how cyclical they are. And their desires and moods change constantly. So they often change their mind. And I'm just telling you, especially you NTJ and STP masculine women out there, go ahead, be a career woman. But don't forget, there is always the risk that you may change your mind. And if you do change your mind, and you in your late 30s and you've changed your mind, and you actually want to be a mother, you might end up lonely cat or dog mom. So I don't recommend it. So if there is any chance that you want to be a mother, Please, please, find that, prepare for that. Prepare to be that high-value woman for the high-value man. And if you're not sure where to find him, that's okay. He will find you. He is a high-value man, after all. He will find you. So hold yourself accordingly. And don't let go of that accordingly. And because remember, you know, men, we are here to create value, but women must preserve their value. Preserve your value as a woman for the high value man. The woman who begins to preserve her value from the second that she starts bleeding and having her period to the time that she's in her marriage bed for the first time, that's important. But if you're going to be a mother I highly recommend that between age 18 and age 26, you become a mother and focus on motherhood first and then your career after the fact. That way, you are not lacking in any fulfillment in your life, that there is no risk of you being unfulfilled in your life. But if you do it the other way, there's a great risk. And then, you know, like, I have an INTJ ex, and she's like turning forty or just has turned forty, childless, husbandless, and constantly trying to distract herself, um, uh, so that she doesn't have to accept the pain that she's alone and lonely, and wishes that she was something more. And instead, she's a cat mom. I I I can understand that pain and cuz i've seen so many of my of my clients with that pain and me trying to coach them through that and help them out and trying to get them focused and trying to help them somehow solve that problem. I've even had to advise people to consider adoption to a point. And it's just very sad each time. But no, you don't have to live your life like this. All i'm saying, folks, all i'm saying, ladies, is that if you want to have a fulfilled life, be thinking about these things. Be thinking about these consequences. You may tell me I'm sexist. You may tell me I'm misogynist. No, I'm a realist. I'm just aware of the consequences. My any hero sees all of the consequences. And I actually care about all of you ladies out there being happy and having fulfilled lives. You know, yes, that means we all have to accept that human beings are shallow men see women as sex objects that's reality women see men as success objects that's reality that's the truth but who can accept that because the labels hurt so much yeah i get they hurt but you know our interest-based english language is so limited after all and it's still a fact it's still the truth You know, please understand that my purpose here is to give you a better future. For it is written, I know the plans I have for you, to prosper you, and to give you a future and a hope. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel or leave a like and leave a comment. I read all the comments like to know when i go live please hit the notification bell and uh awesome folks uh thank you for watching this has been uh season 31 episode i think it might be seven and a half i really think it's seven and a half um or might be episode eight and a half don't know one of those two (laughs) but i'm sure we'll have the correct episode number on the next one so anyway folks thanks for watching and i'll see you guys tomorrow night